Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. All right, America, this is Rich Valdez, your liberty-loving Latino amigo right here, 17 floors above Madison Square Garden in New York City. Man, what an exciting week it's been. My Saturday show at WABC in New York was a real huge hit, and I want you to check it out in its entirety, so check this out. Here's what's going on. We've got a curve that has been flattened, or at least flattening, according to the governor. We've got more tests, antibodies tests, and that's gonna, we're going to play some audio on that in a little bit. Plus, we have more media lies. That's right. People are saying that the president has urged people to drink bleach. No, do not drink bleach. He didn't say that, and we're going to get to that, too, in the second segment. But right now, I want to talk about Andrew Cuomo. Now, I have referred to him from time to time as King Cuomo because that's how he's known around here. At least Curtis Sliwa has coined the phrase King Cuomo II. But I need your help. Because I can't think of a really good name for King Cuomo. I call him sometimes Andy Cuomo from the Andy Cuomo podcast because he talks like this and he speaks very slowly. That's not enough. So I need your help. I want to know of a good name, a good nickname for Governor Andrew Cuomo. But while we're thinking of that, I'm looking at the uh, New York Post. In the UK, in England, there's a McDonald's now offering drive through coronavirus testing. Now, I know what you're thinking. What does that have to do with me in New York City? Nothing other than I like McDonald's and we now have testing in New York City. So I'm looking at now NBC News. According to NBC News, and this is just from uh, updated this afternoon around 2.30. There are now more than 23,000 tri-state lives that have been lost to COVID-19. And the current percentage of people that are infected, according to antibody testing that started, is 139 meaning they had the virus and recovered. So they're anticipating on testing more people, and they're not going to test every single person. So before everybody says, hey, hey, nobody tested me, it's like a poll. When you see a poll on TV and you're like, oh, so-and-so is expected to win or this one's expected to lose, and you think to yourself, they've never polled me. I mean, I was well into my 30s before somebody ever called me for a poll. I think I was 38 the first time I ever got called for a poll. I've been voting in every election since I was 18 years old. This study, it's the first one here in New York, antibody study finds that millions have been infected. And we have the lowest death toll in weeks. So what does that all mean? One of the ways that Governor Cuomo's planning on doing this is by expanding his reach by using pharmacies. Under an executive order, Governor Cuomo uh, announced today, Saturday, that we, he, the state, the government, will be allowing independent pharmacies to collect samples to test for the uh, coronavirus. 
The state aims to double its capacity to 20,000 tests per day by expanding these testing facilities. Now, I think this is a pretty interesting idea of a good public-private partnership so you don't have to go wait in line somewhere. Maybe you wait in line. Let me take that back. But you don't have to wait in line in your car in some park or something like that or try to get in touch with your doctor and they're going to be like, hey, beat it. Because when I called my doctor and said, hey, I don't know, I want to get one of these tests. You know, I'm in and out of the city. And they're like, do you have symptoms? I said, no. And they said, well, then what are you going to do? I was like, I don't know. I just want one. Doctor tells me, let me tell you this. And this is a true story. She said, and this is through a video conference. She said, over the weekend, I felt like I had an elephant sitting on my chest. I said, oh, man, doc, that doesn't sound good. She says, yep. And I went to my medical director and they said, no test for you. Scram. Beat it. Get lost. So if they're not testing doctors, they're not testing me. Now, I'm sure there are ways and things you can do to get tested, but I really had no symptoms. So I'm still here. I've been working six or seven days a week since the end of February, at least, in and out of the city, down to Washington. I'm all over the place. Not a single symptom. Thank God. Why? Because I think I like to wash my hands. I think I'm a pretty young and somewhat healthy guy. I could probably shed a few pounds. Okay, I'll take that. But when you have an arroz con habichuela, a rice and beans immune system, that really, really helps. Because in Spanish, you know, in English they say what, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. But in Spanish they say lo que no mata engorda. That means whatever doesn't kill you makes you fatter. We now have these antibodies tests and they're out here. They're in the city. So I want to know what your thoughts are on these antibody tests. And I also have another uh, angle I want to take on Cuomo. So we're going to get to that in a moment as well. The hospitalizations are down. And with hospitalizations being down, the governor was doing his conference today saying that as they continue to decline amid the pandemic, only, and this is yesterday, the the announcement came today, but the data is from yesterday on Friday, 1,100 people were admitted to hospitals in New York. Now, this is huge progress because before the coronavirus, it was only hundreds of people that were typically admitted for this type of thing. All the numbers are trending in the right direction in New York, which is a great thing. Thank God. But here's a quote from Cuomo. And I'm going to play the audio, but I want to read it to you because I'm looking at it. And I think it's really interesting. He says, we're back to where we were 21 days ago. 21 days of hell. But here we are. Now, I I think that's interesting because there's a lot of information out there. And we talked about it last week. And if you missed the episode last week of this coronavirus special, Uh, You can check it out at WABCradio.com, and all of the coronavirus specials are listed there. But we talked about how MIT has suggested that the hotspots in New York City may be directly related to the subway system. I find that interesting because when you go to, I don't know, go to Target, they let X amount of people into the store. Most stores are letting X amount of people into a store, and if they hit that that number, you got to wait outside. While you're inside, six feet apart, six feet apart, six feet apart, right? Okay. But they didn't do that in the subway. Now, you had the mayor who had police. You have Cuomo who has MTA police. Cuomo who's in charge of the subway system. Do you think for a second that they could have said, hmm, let's put some officers there saying, all right, we're only letting X amount of people you know, onto the platform for the next coming train. All right, U10, U20, U100, whoever it is. You guys go and make sure you stay six feet apart. And then wait for the next group. All right, next group. The same way they do it when I want to go buy um, you know, my Goya products. At the, at the Walmart or at the Target. Even the bodega does it. So my thought is, why couldn't these guys, these geniuses in, in Gracie Mansion and here in the city, why could they not figure this out? Hmm. I digress. 
we also know about the nursing homes that we talked about here on this program. Mark Levin has talked about them on his program. And in today's post, just a couple of hours ago, there's a headline that says, We have paid the ultimate price. And this is a, stories that are uh, coming out of family members who've lost loved ones. And I myself have, have a second cousin from my mother's side that's 80 years old. He's in Cobble Hill. He's in a nursing home. 55 people have died of coronavirus in the nursing home that he's in. And he has a pneumonia. So, of course, your prayers are coveted. But I think to myself, man, did this have to be this way? Could this have been mitigated? Could the governor have done a better job? I don't know. I I think he could have. I think we can always play the guessing game. Uh, I do think that the standard rules that we have, that we've set up, these are the things that we need to kind of uh, refine and put into practice. I don't know. Tell me if I'm wrong. Our phone number is 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Now, like I mentioned, Governor Cuomo today mentioned in his press conference that we have 21 days of hell. And I think we have that on, cu- um, let's see, cut two. So as we get that queued up, listen to Governor Cuomo talking about these 21 days of hell. We are back where we were 21 days ago. 21 days of hell, but we're back to where we were. What we need to find out is when we will back be back to the point where only several hundred people uh, showed up at the hospitals every day with a COVID infection. That's, that's what we want to see. We want to know how fast that decline continues and how low the decline gets. And we would like to get back to the days of only 400, 500 people uh, showing new infections every day. All the numbers are basically saying the same, that we are, in fact, on the downside of the mountain. On the downside of the mountain. Now, what's interesting to me is that while the governor is, you know, trying to get things back to normal with in terms of, um, you know, uh, the downside of the mountain, he seems very disinterested in helping people get back to work, people to become financially independent yet again. And he seems insensitive to it as well. Now, listen to Governor Cuomo. This is two days ago, going back and forth with, uh, I don't want to get her name wrong. Jeez, I'll get it to you after the break because I don't have it in front of me. But oh, here it is, CBS 6 in Albany. Her name is Anne McCloy. Now, she's a reporter. She was interviewing the protesters that were outside the Capitol. She spoke with them and brought the concerns from the people right back to the governor. Listen to what the governor had to say to the people. If you can't afford to pay me unemployment or you or your system you is will not be set paid. up. You will be paid. But, unemployment they, but they can't from wait the for the they they can't wait for the money. They're out of money. Yeah. We're talking about a couple of days lag on the unemployment insurance and they will get the check from the date of unemployment. Does not cost them an extra penny. Now they can say unemployment insurance isn't enough. I get it. Uh, even with the $600 check and the $1,200 check and the unemployment insurance benefit is not enough. I understand the economic hardship. We all feel it. The question is, what do you do about it? And do you put public health at risk? And do you drive up the number of deaths for it? Because you have no idea how to reopen now. But they're saying that 
Is there a fundamental right to work if the government can't get me the money when I need it? Is there yeah, a fundamental to go, right to, go to, go to work? work? Go take a job as an essential worker. Do it tomorrow. Right? You're working. I am. You're an essential worker. So go take a job as an but, essential worker. But, but the people aren't hiring because of the No, pandemic. there are people hiring. You can get a job as an essential worker. So now you can go to work and you can be an essential worker and you're not going to kill anyone. So now you can get to work, you can become an essential worker, and you're not going to kill anyone. What are you going to do about it? This is what Governor Cuomo had to say. I find this reprehensible. No, for real. I think this guy's a real clown. He is so full of himself. He has surrounded himself with people that tell him, you're the next thing, fourth member of the Trinity. You're the best thing ever. He is out of his mind. He's borderline berating a reporter in a press conference. She didn't hit him with a gotcha question. She said the people outside said, and this, there's, it's like a five-minute back and forth. I gave you the last minute, minute and a half. The first part's good, too. He says, hey, what about me? You're forgetting. Wrap your head around the I and we. You have a responsibility to me. You're going to kill me if you do. He is so self-centered. And this is coming from a guy talking on the radio. I love the sound of my own voice. I know self-centered when I see it. This guy takes the cake. Unbelievable. If you don't like it, become an essential employee. So now, El Rey, Cuomo, the king, he decides who's essential. Now, he's done that already with his executive order. But in effect, he's literally telling her, oh, you're you're important because you're a reporter. I'm important because I'm the government. Everybody else, tell them to shut up. Tell them to shut up because they don't matter. Tell them to shut up because I don't care. They're not essential. They're not important. The paycheck that they bring home to feed their families is not essential. It's not an essential paycheck. It's not an essential job. The nerve and the gall on this man. And I don't care what type of body jewelry he wears. I really don't. But this type of thing, it amazes me that people tune into the Andy Cohen podcast where he talks about the meatballs and what you can do about it uh, and uh, and then berates people, yet his approval ratings go up. So that makes me wonder, do we like authoritarianism? Is that what we like? Do we want a new dictator? I don't know. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Let's go to E. Frank and Astoria. Yeah, uh, Rich, uh, I just want to say I made a mistake a few weeks ago. It was Queens. It wasn't. It was a Midtown South precinct. So that's all right. That was last week's show. This is live radio. What do you all want right. to say about what we're talking about right now? Yeah, I just want to tell you this. Uh, you two, You had. You were a cosmetologist, uh, licensed in cosmetology. Is that correct? New Jersey. New Jersey, right. I remember a guy that just looked just like you years ago. There's a lot of good-looking guys out there with great sets of hair just like me. Yeah, he was shaved. He looked just like you. Let me ask you this. What do you think about Governor Cuomo telling these people that they're not essential employees? 
I believe that's a, a very bad, bad, bad insult to do that because they put their lives on the line every single second. Of course. Let me ask you a question, E. Frank. What do you do? What type of work are you in? Uh, right now, technically, I was uh, an aircraft maintenance student. All right. So uh, like a mechanic. Yeah. All right. So as a mechanic, imagine now I think some mechanics are considered essential right now. But imagine somebody telling you, no, your work is not essential. Your work is not important. The money that you need to earn to support yourself and your family doesn't matter to me. You're not important. You're not essential. How would that make you feel? Well, uh, I would tell you, Rich, uh, I would actually wouldn't uh, verbally say anything to the person. Right. You take you wind up the right hook. Yeah, I would get my, a few of my friends and tell them to, you know, call a few people and tell them, you know, this is a, an insult. It is, is there any ethics behind what Governor Cuomo is saying? I mean, I understand we, we come from different backgrounds and different walks of life, but a little bit more gentleness with uh, how you express yourself towards a medical professional because it's not all of us uh, are, are fall within the same gap or are the same strokes for different folks. So, you know, I would be very angry in part. But yeah, I, would- I agree with you. And I appreciate your call, E. Frank, because it is very insulting to to say to someone, and and again, I'm not talking about being sensitive or insensitive. It's not a question of sensitivity to me. It's a question of mindset. It's a question of who the hell do you think you are? Who? Who died and made you king? Somebody voted for you to be a politician, to serve the people, not to tell me that my work is essential or not essential. I say go kick rocks, go pound salt. I'm not having it. It's just something that we should not accept as people. We have states in the South and in the West that are opening up. Things are getting back to normal. Yet here we are with the governor latching on. Now, why is he latching on? And I don't want to get too much into this because I really want to get into a different topic. We'll spend a minute on it. I believe when you're a mayor or a governor... You don't get the attention, especially on CNN, Fox News, MSNBC, the the big cable networks, the big broadcast networks, unless something big is happening. So, you know, you get a couple of hits here and there. But right now, these guys are prime time. They get as much coverage as Donaldus Magnus, Donald J. Trump, the 45th president, El Trompito. They get as much coverage as he gets. Mark Levin said the other day, and I thought it was remarkable because, you know, he's down in Virginia. I'm here in New York. And he said, you would think that America has one governor, Andrew Cuomo. And that would be scary if we had one governor who says things like this. And I talk to my brother and all my mother. And like I said, it's the Andy Cohen podcast. And this is what you need to understand. This is how I talk to a stray dog that I don't know. Let me see if you have a dog collar, if you've got a dog tag. If he spoke to me in my face like that, man, I I would have a field day with the governor. I really would. I think he needs to check himself. I think his estimation that everybody is dumber than the average bear and that he needs to talk like this to enunciate for all the idiots in New York that voted for me, Um, 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 I'm not having it. Governor Cuomo should check himself. I understand he's running for president in 2024 and he's going to try and dip and dabble for 2020 and Lord knows whatever else he has up his sleeve. Right now, this is about the people in New York. This is not about saying, hey, you're not worth it. You're not worth it. You're not essential. You are. You are. You're going to be raised to the level of a deity. Why? Because I said so. I decree that this is the case. No, we can't do that like that. Things need to be done the right way. And it seems that Governor Cuomo has 
been an ex- excellent example of how to do things the wrong way. He's led the pack with every failure you can imagine, including the loss of life. Stay tuned because up next, we're going to get into something really dicey. Keep it locked right there. You're listening to This Is America. I'm Rich Valdez. This is America. All right, America, welcome back. This is Rich Valdez. We are still here, 17 floors above Madison Square Garden in New York City. Earlier, we were talking about the president coming under attack because of the fake news media yet again. It's true that the president had a press conference and spoke about disinfectants and UV light. That's all true. What's not true is that he said that we should drink bleach. Come on. That's crazy. The fake news media does what they do best, and they spin things around. I mean, it's all over. And that's why I was telling people that, you know what? Listen, uh, a lot of people started sending me texts and memes and all these inbox messages, and they were very funny. So I told them, look, listen, I'm not messing with bleach. I'm not messing with Lysol. Fabuloso. That's what we use in my house, the purple Fabuloso. If you grew up in a Hispanic household, you know about Mistolin or the purple Fabuloso. So... That would be my uh, disinfectant of choice to disinfect hard surfaces. The president clarified his comments, but the media wouldn't let up. Now, this is uh, about a minute, a minute and a half long. So I'm going to play one section of it so that you can hear what the president said with your very own ears. So open your ears and check out the president of the United States. Listen to this. You said you were being sarcastic, but some people may have misunderstood you. Do you want to just clarify? Well, I wish they wouldn't. I wish they would. Well, I think I did, but I wish they wouldn't. But I do think this. Yeah, I do think that disinfectant on the hands could have a very good effect. Now, Bill is going back to check that in the laboratory. You know, it's an amazing laboratory, by the way. It's amazing the work they do. So he's going to check. Uh, because a hard surface, this is a hard surface, I guess maybe depending on whose hand you're talking about, right? But this is a hard surface, and disinfectant, the disinfectant has an unbelievable, it wipes it out. You know, you saw it. Sun and heat and humidity wipe it out. And this is from tests. They've been doing these tests for, you know, a number of months. And the result, so that I said, well, how do we do it inside the body or even outside the body with the hands and disinfectant, I think would work, he thinks would work, but you use it when you're, when you're doing your hands. I guess that's one of the reasons they say wash your hands, but whether it's washing your hands or disinfectant on your hands, it's very good. So they're going to start looking at that. Okay. But just to clarify, just to clarify that, sir, are you are you encouraging America? You're not encouraging Americans to. No, of course, no, of course. That was uh, interior-wise. It's it said sarcastically. It was it was put in the form of a question to a group of extraordinarily hostile people, namely the fake news media. Okay. So they needed to clarify that. Well, of course, all they had to do was see it was just you know the way it was asked. I, I was looking at you. So there you have that's the second part, right? Because again, he said, and I think I did. And I'm going to play that part for you first. But I want to mention a couple of things. The host of, co host of Curtis and Juliet, um, she said this on Facebook. And I have to say, kudos to Juliet for saying this. But she said, I actually don't think POTUS really meant people should literally ingest Lysol or Clorox. As much as I detest him, I genuinely thought he inarticulately, recklessly tried to make a point that we could use the concept of a disinfectant killing germs so reliably on surfaces and apply it 
to human transfusion. Extremely well said, Juliet. I may not you know, agree with every word choice. I don't think the president was reckless in doing that. I think inarticulate may be one way of putting it. Uh, I think also the president's one of these guys, and I've worked for guys like this in the past. I know people like this, where they look for a solution, you know, square peg, round hole. And they're like, but why? And this is the reason why they're billionaires, right? This is the reason why we have Apple and Dell and Microsoft, because people saw something that everybody else thought was impossible. So oftentimes, and, and in my own life, I've been tasked with doing these impossible missions. And I'm like, but, and, and they're waiting for that one guy in the room to go, well, you, you couldn't do that unless you would have to do X, Y, Z, A, B, and C in order to make that happen. And then they say, good, now go make it happen. So that is how things happen. Henry Ford is very famous for one of the quotes from Ford that I love is somebody once asked him, um, you know, what's one of the best pieces of advice you have? And he said, well, I'll tell you this. If I took people's advice, I likely would have tried to raise a faster horse, meaning everybody was talking about horses and buggies, and he was talking about the Model T, things that other people just couldn't fit into their dome. So I don't write off the president when he says things like this because I kind of get the the kind of guy that he is. But all that being said, listen to the first part of that conversation, and we're going to queue up that cut uh, four so that you can hear him initially responding again, saying that it was a sarcastic remark. Listen to this. Clarify your comments about injections of disinfectant. No, I was asking a question sarcastically to reporters like you just to see what would happen. Now, disinfectant for doing this maybe on the hands would work. And I was asking the question of the gentleman who was there yesterday, Bill, because when they say that something will last three or four hours or six hours, but if the sun is out or if they use disinfectant, it goes away in less than a minute. Did you hear about this yesterday? But I was asking a sarcastic and a very sarcastic question to the reporters in the room about disinfectant on the inside. But it does kill it, and it would kill it on the hands, and that would make things much better. That was done in the form of a sarcastic question to the reporters. This is America. All right, America, welcome back. This is Rich Valdez. We are still here, 17 floors above Madison Square Garden in New York City. I'm still your liberty-loving Latino amigo. I wanted to talk about hospitals a little bit, and I figured what better way to talk about hospitals than to hear about hospitals from our good friend, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, our favorite congresswoman from the Queens and from the Bronx here in the 14th District of New York. Listen to the congresswoman on the floor of the House just, uh, I think that was yesterday or the day before, but check this out. The gentlewoman from New York is recognized for 30 seconds. Thank you, Madam Speaker. And um, on behalf of my constituents in the Bronx and Queens, New York's 14th Congressional District, the most impacted district in America, calling people, losing their families every day. It is a joke when Republicans say that they have urgency around this bill. The only folks that they have urgency around are, are folks like Ruth Chris Steakhouse and Shake Shack. Those are the people getting assistance in this bill. You are not trying to fix this bill for mom and pops. And we have to fight to fund hospitals, fighting <laughs> to fund testing. That is what we're fighting for in this bill. It is unconscionable. If you had urgency, you would legislate like rent was due on May 1st and make sure that we include rent and mortgage relief for our constituents. Thank you very much. 
even they told her to shut up in a very nice roundabout way. Now, I, I love this stuff. I really do. I absolutely love this stuff because if it's not her, we have to stick with Pelosi and Nadler. And, and they're so old and boring. She brings such a new, vibrant. I mean, if you watch that video, it's on C-SPAN. It's on her Twitter. On mute. She looks like she's trying to fly away. She's just flapping her arms. And it's the funniest thing. It's, it's funnier without the sound than with the sound. But let's talk about what she's talking about. Right. And I'm going to get to your calls, Lisa and John, Billy and a couple of people calling in. We're going to get to you. Uh, but I want to get through this because AOC says we have to fight for hospitals. That's funny. I think that's what President Trump is fighting for. Right. He's fighting so that we can open hospitals because the reality is there are people that are in really bad shape. Hospitals are in bad shape. I have to make good on my promise. Right. I promised you that I would tell you a story about last week. So last week, starting the show. I walked into Dwayne Reed. I pick up a Diet Pepsi, a two-liter, and uh, I just wash it down through the show. And I bumped into Madame Call Screener, Jenny from the Block. And she was at Dwayne Reed. Now, as I'm going in, there's this, a cop or a security guard at the front door, Dwayne Reed on 34th and 8th. And he's like, uh, oh, mask, you got to put mask on. I already had one on, so I was cool. I got in. But there was someone coming in next to me. Now, this person... Uh, was a uh, individual with long hair, wearing like tight pants. Um, you know, I, I, my initial thought was, you know, oh, this lady's trying to get in. She doesn't have a mask. But then as I got closer, the lady had like a full beard and like stubble and, and like makeup. And I, I was a little confused to tell you the truth. I wasn't sure if I should say sir or ma'am or whatever, excuse me, because she was in my way. She's pleading and arguing now with the um, the person from Dwayne Reed, the, the cop, uh, the security guy. And he's like, I can't let you in without a, without a mask. And this is a true story, not radio shtick. Reaches into her bag, his bag. Puts on a Darth Vader mask. A black full face helmet, Darth Vader. The security guard looks at her and goes, nah, bro. You can't put on a helmet, man. And he's like, but, but, uh, but it's a mask. This is a mask. He's like, it's a Halloween mask. We don't want a Halloween mask. You got to put on a, like a surgical mask. And she's, but I'm saying, but, 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 and they're going at it back and forth. And he's like, yo, just, just put your shirt on your face, man. Just put your shirt on your face and I'll let you in. And I was like, man, I wish I could have recorded that. That was so funny. At least to me it was. Uh, because it was there was so much uncertainty in the back and forth. And the dude's looking at me, rolling his eyes. She's looking at me. He's looking at me. I don't know what, what that, them, they are looking at me, uh, rolling their eyes. And I was just like trying not to laugh, you know, and trying to get to Jenny from the block to tell her about, well, yo, check this out. Because uh, it was really, really funny. That was the, the achievement from yesterday, from last week. So these individuals, um, you know, that are men, not, I don't want to say dressed as women because I could get a lot of heat from the outside world. Uh, men that are transitioning into women have breast implants. And this individual definitely had some of that going on beneath the, the neckline of the Darth Vader mask. And I was looking at the news. It's kind of what I do. And I see a story on Yahoo News and it says breast implants saved woman shot in chest. And I'm thinking, man, this is some story. So this is reported by uh, the AFP, the Agence Presse in France. And it says a 30-year-old woman's left breast implant was 
used to deflect a bullet away from her other vital organs in a shooting. And this is published last week in the Sage Medical Journal. Now, the actual event occurred in 2018, but they didn't report it as a medical phenomena that this thing saved her like Kevlar, like a Kevlar breast implant. It was, I think it was saline gel or something. But the incident occurred, and it, it, it's one of only a handful of cases where a woman was saved by her bre- breast implant. And this is believed to be the first one involving silicone ones. Excuse me, it wasn't saline, it was silicone. So now you know if there's a debate on that, silicone deflects some types of bullets, at least according to this SAGE medical journal. Now, what's interesting about breast implants is that this is typically considered a non-essential elective surgery. And if I say that in my Cuomo, I have to practice my Cuomo. So it's a a non-essential surgery. And being that it's a non-essential surgery, it's canceled, right? People can't get them. People cannot go right now in New York City and say to Dr. So-and-so on Park Avenue, give me the best boobs ever. Just can't happen. In fact, it's not happening in a lot of places. Next article. This is according to WKYC. University hospitals to shut down multiple emergency rooms across Northeast Ohio this weekend. So now this is in Cleveland. University hospitals will indefinitely shut down five of their freestanding emergency rooms. Not good. No bueno. University Hospital says it has seen a 70% drop in patients at freestanding emergency rooms, along with a 50% drop at hospital-based sites. Now, officials are saying that the citizens feel that they're not utilizing these services or they're using them online or by phone for fear of COVID-19. Experts say Ohio hospitals are losing roughly $42 million a day as costs increase and patients decrease during the pandemic. University Hospital itself announced on Wednesday it will temporarily reduce hours and cut pay for more than 4,000 caregivers. So the point of that story is that coronavirus is killing people, but it's also killing the economy. Now, the virus itself didn't infect the economy. The virus itself infected the fearful minds of many governors, causing them to put these draconian measures forward. Now, okay, 15 days to flatten the curve. I think every single American said, hey, hand on my heart. Pledge allegiance to the flag. I love America. I got your back. 15 days to flatten the curve. You betcha. But when that 15 days became more days, I think people were saying, you know what? Hold up. I'm not sure we could do that. So this is the issue. Now, I wanted to read a couple of things for you from an article entitled, Instead of Flattening the Curve, We've Flattened Hospitals, Doctors, and the Entire U.S. Healthcare System. And that's in thefederalist.com. But you can check that out on your own time. Well, I think the reason that the media allows Cuomo to go on and on and on and have the Andy Cuomo podcast is because they've got nothing else to do. They lead with, you know, uh, their their mantra. If it bleeds, it leads. They want drama. They want to bring you the dark side of the story because that is what sells to them. But too many people have bought into it and they don't think critically and they say, you know what? We've got to be scared. We've got to run frantic. We've got to do everything they're telling us. Stay home. Save a life. And that was never the initial 
intention of staying home. It was to flatten the curve because we were we were going to overrun the hospitals. There weren't enough ventilators. All of that proved to be untrue. We had everything under control. And when Trump said it, they laughed at him. That's all we got for today. I'm Rich Valdez at Rich Valdez with an S. And this is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com.